Hello once again and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. I am the pastor at Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington. And today we find ourselves in 2 Corinthians chapter 2. And this is a chapter where Paul, is uh, he, his correspondence with this church in Corinth is it's continuing. And today I want to set things up for us by thinking about the way you and I as believers in Christ, the way we're perceived by those who are not believers. You know, it's interesting in, in our world, we, we strive to be friends with those that are not in Christ. We strive to love them, to serve them, to build relationships with them. We strive to share the gospel, the message of Jesus and his death and resurrection with them. And we do all these things. And sometimes we think that there's a, a great responsibility upon us to make them believe. But the reality is that's not our responsibility. Our responsibility is to be faithful to the Lord. To, to love people well, to serve them well, to teach them, to share the gospel with them. But their response, well, well their response, it really is a, a, a revealing of the state of their heart. And so that's what this passage is going to look at today. It's going to show us really the, the response that people have toward us when, we, when we're striving to be faithful to Christ. It, it's revealing the, the, the status of their own soul and their own heart condition. Let's jump in. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, starting in verse 14. The Apostle Paul, he continues, he says, but thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession. So Christ is the, the conquering king. He is the, the victorious king. And his victory is secured through his resurrection. And now he leads us in this triumphal procession. So as we follow him, this is really a victory march. Christ is king. He has conquered. His death and resurrection has won the day. It says, and through us, here's what Christ does, spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. Now, I love this, this uh, language says, through us, the fragrance of Christ is meant to be spread everywhere. This means, uh, metaphorically speaking, that, that when people are around us, they should smell Christ. Now, this isn't saying, like, uh, make sure you have the right uh, body spray or deodorant. This isn't saying that, you know, you, you don't have to bathe because you smell like Christ. No, please bathe. Please wear deodorant. All those things are appropriate, good, and, and we're thankful that you wear those things. But, but here's what it's saying. The life we live, the way we carry about our days, the way we interact with others, and the way we speak of Christ, it is like there, there is a fragrance, a perfume that's coming off of us. Now, I don't know about you, but you, 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 you uh, I don't know how you approach walking through a, like a department store that has a perfume counter, but I avoid it. I, I just cannot stand all of the different smells. And uh, it really is not a, an, enjoyable, uh, an, an enjoyable experience for me. Maybe it is for you. Maybe you love to go there and, and spray your wrist with like eight different things and that's your thing. Um, but I avoid it. Perfume to me, there are perfumes that, that are pleasant, but an overwhelming amount of it, man, I'm, I'm out. I can't handle that. That's not for me. This is what we see happening in the world around us, though, as we are the, the fragrance of Christ. Verse 15, it says, For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. Listen, 
everyone, whether whether they're being saved, whether it's someone who is yet to trust Christ and, and they're being drawn to trust Christ by the Spirit of God, or those who have hardened their hearts and they say, I, I don't want anything to do with Christ. Everyone, they are meant to scent, smell us, not not literally speaking here. And we are to be the aroma of Christ. The text continues. It says, To one, a fragrance from death to death. To the other, a fragrance from life to life. This is what it's saying. It's saying that, that when you and I, when we are living lives, striving to, to honor God, to follow Christ, when we are following in the procession, the triumphal procession of Jesus Christ, when we are living lives in light of the glory of God and the resurrection of Christ and the filling of the Spirit, when we are doing that, those around us smell us. They, they, they witness our lives. They take it all in. And to those who are perishing, it's like the perfume counter for me. Get me away from that person. Keep, keep me away. I don't want to smell that. It's from death to death. Here's what that means. When, when they smell us, when they witness our lives, when they, when they get visibility into a, a God-focused life that is bought through the grace of Jesus Christ in a sacrifice, not our moral living so that we're earning something, but instead it's us living moral lives, God-fearing lives because of the, the redemption we've experienced in Christ. When they see that, when they are around us, they say, I don't want anything to do with that. They're repulsed by it. Jesus says, they hated me. They're going to hate you. But to the other, to those who are seeking, to those who the Spirit of God's already working in their heart, dealing with the fact that they are dead in their sin and their trespass. You and I, when we're around them, when we're sharing the gospel, when we're sacrificially loving, we are the fragrance, look at this, from life to life. This is like, uh, it's like, when I used to work in produce and it was like strawberry season or or like soft fruit season and you'd open up a, a case of nectarines in particular for me. You'd open up that case and the aroma just would rise up and you're just like, oh my goodness, I could eat all of these. <laughs> they smell so good. They're perfectly ripe. So this is This is the scent of those who are in Christ, following Christ in the triumphal procession when they're around the lost world that is being saved. What a, what a responsibility we carry. What a tremendous weight we could sense on our shoulders. Oh my goodness, for those being saved, I'm meant to smell this way. I'm meant to live this way. Look at what Paul says. He says, next, he says, who is sufficient for these things? Verse 17, for we are not like many peddlers of God's word. Who's sufficient? 
Is this all on our shoulders? Do we have to do this? Are we like those who are peddlers of God's word, who are trying to entertain people, who are, who have all of the hype that they can gather so that they can draw people in with their hype, with their personality, with their charisma, with the, their ability to entertain? He says, for we are not like many, like so many peddlers of God's word, but as men of sincerity, commissioned by God in the sight of God. Here it is. We speak Christ. See, when we, when we feel this weight and this pressure, I have to be something for those people around me that don't know Christ. I am the, the aroma of Christ, the fragrance of Christ. How can I be such a thing? Here's how. We speak Christ. We don't, we don't have a frills and you know trying to build hype and excitement our goal is not to look like the world so we can entertain the world into a christian-esque mindset listen the the, the core philosophy of ministry we speak christ well, what do we speak when we speak christ that he died to pay the price for your sins and for mine that he is the only perfect sinless one, that he is the perfect sinless son of God and he died in our place, that there is nothing we can do to earn salvation, that we cannot be good enough, we cannot try harder, we cannot do better, but there is, we are completely, we, we have no ability whatsoever to be right before God based on our own works, but, but instead Christ, he's died to pay the price for our sins. He lived a righteous life and he's given us, he's credited to us his righteousness. His perfect life is now ours through faith, through trusting in him and his death and resurrection. This is the ancient way for our modern day. It's to recognize that God has placed you in the lives of those around you to be the aroma, the fragrance of Christ so that those who are perishing, they might be repulsed by your godly living. They might be repulsed by your sharing the gospel, but it's not you they're repulsed by. It's, it's Christ. And so that those who are being drawn by the Spirit to trust in Christ, they might be curious they might not agree with you right now, but listen, you are going to be a wonderful fragrance in their life because of your godliness, not because of your, because of your compromise, because you are different, not because you're like them, not because you do what they do, not because you compromise and you sin the way they do. No, but because you're godly and you're following Christ, you're living a life that is different. And in that, You're going to be a wonderful scent in their life. And the Spirit's going to draw them through you to a saving faith as we speak Christ. This is our ancient way for our modern day. It's to examine our lives and say, am, am I... Am I the, the aroma of Christ, but I'm, I'm just grabbing the, the, the manure of the world and wiping it all over me so that I can mask the scent of Christ? Am I looking like the world or am I just following Christ in this triumphal procession and being the aroma of Christ and letting the chips fall where they may, loving well, sharing faithfully? Am I doing that? You know, God's placed you in your workplace 
in your neighborhood. He's placed you in your circle of friends, in your social setting. He has you there so that you can be the aroma of Christ among those who have yet to trust Jesus. May you go today and be that. May you live according to this ancient way for our modern day.